You are listening to Western Iowa's information leader, KCIM. I'm Nathan Cones here with your midday news for Friday, January 5th, 2024. Elected officials in Iowa released statements yesterday following the school shooting at Perry High School that killed the sixth grade student and left five students and staff injured. Governor Kim Reynolds says our hearts are heavy today and our prayers are with everybody in the Perry community. This senseless tragedy has shaken our entire state to its core. I want this community to know that every Iowan stands with you. Senator Chuck Grassley says in a written statement, schools are supposed to be the safest place for students and educators. Barbara and I are grateful for the heroic efforts and quick response by school officials and law enforcement to protect students and restore safety. I'll continue to monitor the situation closely and pray for the entire Perry community. Iowa Attorney General Brenna Byrd released a similar statement. As a mother, my heart aches for the families of all students and staff impacted. We thank the officers who acted swiftly and courageously to restore safety. And we will continue to work with law enforcement and first responders to offer our support and assistance. Our prayers go out to the students, the teachers, their families, and the entire Perry community. State Auditor Rob Sand says, As a father, I am sickened by today's horrors in Perry. Thank you to educators and law enforcement for their work to protect kids. Every Iowan can offer thoughts and prayers for the Perry community, but elected officials with the power to reduce senseless violence must do more. Again, those were all statements released yesterday following the shooting. The 2024 Iowa legislative session is scheduled to begin next week, and school safety is expected to be at the top of the legislative agenda following Thursday's shooting. And we'll be talking more about that here later on in the newscast. Looking elsewhere, a recent study of data collected by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration shows Iowa is one of the worst states in the nation when it comes to fatal car crashes caused by animals. The review, conducted by a personal injury law firm, John Foy & Associates, found Iowa ranked as the sixth worst state with 18 live animal fatal accidents since 2017, which equates to 8% of all fatal crashes involving a non-fixed object caused by an animal. Based on that percentage, Iowa is tied with Kansas and Minnesota. Montana ranked as the worst state in the nation at 23%, followed by Wisconsin and South Dakota at 14%. Hawaii, Rhode Island, and Vermont are ranked as the best states for drivers, with 0% of fatal crashes involving a live animal. Drivers are encouraged to remember a few basics if they do come across a live animal on the roadway. For starters, remain alert behind the wheel as a potential accident can be avoided if the animal is spotted soon enough. Pay attention to wildlife crossing signs as the likelihood of encountering an animal in those areas is higher. And remember to avoid swerving abruptly to avoid hitting animals such as deer. And of course, there's that go-to line, uh, don't veer for deer. And the Iowa legislature convenes for the 2024 session next week. And the area's representatives at the State House are preparing for what will likely be a quick start District 6 Senator Jason Schultz of Schleswig was live on KCIM Thursday morning when he learned of the school shooting that had occurred at the Perry High School. The legislature approved additional funding for districts to improve school safety last year, but following Thursday's tragedy, Schultz says they will almost undoubtedly be looking to do more. Schultz says schools have become soft targets, and his initial thought is to make them less appealing to potential shooters. Last year, we tried to support the two school districts who were seeking to allow school employees to be armed. We ran into an insurance problem. I want to see us work our way through that. The indisputable fact is the easiest way to keep numbers of loss down in a school is to have somebody there who can react within seconds. Officers entered the school approximately seven minutes after the initial call, which was reported to dispatch almost immediately after the incident began. 
There were six victims in Thursday's shooting. A sixth grade student was killed and five other students and staff were injured before the 17-year-old shooter killed himself. Another topic that is likely to take up much of the legislature's time this session is further changes to the state's income tax system. In 2022, Governor Kim Reynolds signed a bill to progressively reduce the state's income tax to a flat 3.9%. Schultz says the governor is hoping to eliminate uh, income taxes in Iowa by 2027. The concerns that I've heard about not being able to meet our obligations, not being able to take care of it, they've been proven that that didn't happen. But what we are seeing in our very long range is that six, eight years out, we're thinning that margin. So we're, we're going to have a math discussion on how fast do we want to uh, accelerate tax cuts, which are, are always a good thing for the economy, versus reaching that final goal of zero. If we act too fast up front, we may push that end goal out to the point where it may not be achieved. At the end of fiscal year 2023, Iowa had $2.7 billion in its taxpayer relief fund. Schultz says the government's goal is not to stack cash, and that money should be back in Iowans' pocketbooks to circulate through the economy. Schultz says he also expects the legislature to take additional action to improve transparency in the medical industry through Pharmacy Benefit Manager, or PBM, regulation. I just believe that we are on to something. It'd be irresponsible of me to just to just start talking conjecture about what mm-hmm. I think it is. But there is something in the system that is allowing enormous profits through every sector of our healthcare system and at the very same time increasing health insurance premiums faster than inflation, even in these high inflation times. There's something going on. Senator Schultz is entering his 16th session at the State House, which begins Monday, January 8th. You can find the full interview with Schultz from KCIM included with this story on our website. And we do need to step away here for just a moment. We'll be right back. There's more news on the way after this on KCIM. Winter is tough. Be tougher with Cub Cadet X-Series snowblowers. With three levels of snow-clearing power, this lineup is built to handle the harshest conditions. With features like push-button electric start and finger-controlled power steering, you'll make quick work of whatever winter throws your way. Get all the details at Haley Equipment and seize the season with the X-Series. Engineered for extreme. Head to your locally-owned Cub Cadet dealer, Haley Equipment in Carroll, for exceptional offers, expert advice, and superior service. Lofi's Holiday Sweepstakes is back. The Bakers of Country Hearts would like to put a little more jingle in your holiday this season by giving you a chance to win one of two $500 prizes or the grand prize of $1,000. Winners will each receive a check that can be used for travel, gifts, or just celebrating with family and friends. Whatever makes your holiday more jolly. For complete rules and to enter for your chance to win, visit Facebook.com slash Bread. Welcome back to KCIM's Midday News. I'm Nathan Cones reporting. During their meeting on Tuesday, the Lakeview City Council approved a resolution that will begin the process of soliciting bids for the new community center project. City Administrator Teresa Putin says the project was first brought up in November, but this was an updated plan that needed approval before they could take these bids. Putin says the building will be an excellent addition to the community. It's a community center a venue for us to have concerts, wedding receptions, and different things that will allow our community to continue to grow. The new center would be located north of the Cobblestone Inn and Suites, as well as the Docket Bar and Grill on Boulder Drive. Putin says work has already started, and they're now ready for the next step in the process. 
We've actually done some dirt work and put in a bioretention pond and different things for that. So we've actually started the process. The building is the next in that process, and we've received several grants and have raised a lot of money to bring this project to fruition. Putin says the bid opening is scheduled for January 25th, and the council will discuss the bids received at the February 5th meeting. Upon approval of a contractor, Putin says a more definite schedule for the completion of the building will be provided. We're hoping here in 2024 that that building is constructed and by the end of 2024 we'll be finished with it. Until we get the bids and what that contractor schedule is, we'll dictate when our opening day is. You can follow the Lakeview Community Center page on Facebook for any updates uh, about the building or for the official announcement of that opening day. The Carroll Kiwanis Club is once again offering its Christmas tree pickup service this weekend. From 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. tomorrow morning, Kiwanis volunteers will travel throughout Carroll to collect old trees that residents have placed at the curb. Only real trees will be accepted and decorations and stands must be removed from the trees before disposal. The service is offered at no cost, but donations to the Carroll Kiwanis Club are encouraged to help support their local programming. And American teenagers are heavy users of social media, which is often associated with a decline in their mental health. But a report on social media's impact says the connection is more complicated. Douglas Gentile, a psychologist at Iowa State University, contributed to the report from the National Academy of Sciences. Gentile says social media use is often linked with depression among teens, but it may not be the cause. One thing Gentile says social media does directly impact is sleep especially if they're using them right up to bed. If they're taking a tablet or a phone into the bed with them, they are getting less sleep. They're getting less good quality sleep. Of course, that can influence all sorts of things, such as poor school performance, depression, anxiety. Gentile believes media literacy should be a part of K-12 education so students understand how companies target content toward users and how things like online harassment can harm others. As soon as you actually show them what the science is on how these harms can work, they change things themselves in a way that is really beneficial for them. Gentile says social media's effects on teens are not all bad, saying sites like Instagram or TikTok can help adolescents in marginalized groups form positive relationships online. Gentile says parents can help protect their kids from the potential harms of social media, though, He recommends keeping phones and screens out of bedrooms and putting limits on both the apps they use as well as the amount of time uh, teens spend online. And that is going to be wrapping up your KCIM Midday News for Friday, January 5th, 2024. For these stories and many more, be sure to check us out online by following us on Facebook and X on the web at 1380kcim.com or through the Carol Broadcasting mobile app. I'm Nathan Cones reporting. Have a great weekend.